Hey, Tyler. What's up? What is one fad you just can't get on board with? Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> top 10, man. She has all 10 of the top 10 right now. Oh, my gosh. I can't. First I, person to ever do I just, that. I just can't do it. It's, Why? it's too much. Shake it off, man. No. <laughs> She's an industry plant. <laughs> what that means <laughs> uh, her yeah. music is it's just like it's generated as what is going to be the most popular thing You're and so that's it's like created. a robot it's, it's not like... music it's not art oh, i just man. i can't i can't do it you just love art I, music is art it is oh absolutely it's, it's so and this is so like an ai and this is like an ai wrote the music it's well but it's people like people love it it's like if we concentrated like tweets and then just put it into music yeah, people love it though yeah can't you do gotta it. give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. So. I asked this to, to students last night, and their answer was um, flare jeans. It's like bell, like bell bottoms. Yeah, that yeah. was like three of them. That was wow. their answer. Yeah, a lot of a lot of jeans comments here. Yeah. on the fads. You know, I guess because a lot of people wear jeans, but yeah. jeans can't be too and low. They jeans can't be, can too be worn high. in many different ways. Yeah, yeah, you gotta have appropriately <laughs> rise jeans yeah. that don't flare out. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. What about you? Uh, I hate escape rooms. Escape rooms, yeah. yeah. That's Never I've only done it one. once. Never oh, been to one, okay. I so it. I hate it with my gut, <laughs> with my every being, but so much so I, I do won't not even want to get go. trapped into a strip mall. So <laughs> just don't want to. Yeah. Man, you know? The only one I've ever been to was in a was in a strip mall. They always are. Mm-hmm. We yeah, won. That or a mall. So, yep. So you mm-hmm. won as we in did. you got out. We got out. We we escaped. Yeah. With with time to spare. Yeah, that's yeah. it. No, that's fair. I'd say like axe throwing, like all of those things are in that trend that won't yeah. last. You know, I've never been axe throwing either. Yeah, me either. That doesn't sound like something mm-hmm. I would want to do. Yeah. The new popular one is just break rooms. Huh. So you just baseball bat and they have things in there that you can just break. I've never heard of this. Yeah, that's the new one. You're going to start seeing them. Okay. The newest fad. <laughs> so, welcome to Weekly Hope. We got Tyler here, hanging out. What's up? Living the dream. Living it up. And talking about our sermon from yesterday in John chapter 6. So about to wrap up John 6, working our way through the Gospel of John. And see, Jesus comes off of this, you know, miracle of feeding at least 5,000 men, probably closer to 15,000 people. And he's trending. Hashtag trending. Yikes. Big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody wants to follow Jesus. He goes, walks on water, goes back across Capernaum, and everybody's like... Where'd Jesus go? We got we to gotta get to him. And so they just want to be around him. So they yeah. come rushing across the sea and around the Sea of Galilee and come huffing and puffing up to him. And they're like, how'd you get here so fast? And he says, you're not seeking me because of the signs. You just want to be full. Hmm. So Tyler, my question for you. Have you ever, uh, have you ever met a famous person? Um, I saw Doug the Bounty Hunter at Disney World one time. Like walking, like in line. Hold on, hold on. Who is Doug the Bounty Dog? Dog oh. the Bounty Hunter. <laughs> you said Doug the Bounty D- Dog. <laughs> He's the knockoff. He's the knockoff version of Dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Real He's the, the second hand. <laughs> His dog's brother. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but that's, no. I mean, that's honestly you the first one at I can. Walmart? No, at Disney World. Oh, Disney World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like in line, you know. Not like, yeah. But, wow. So, honestly, no. <laughs> You've never met a famous person. Not You've really. That experience. Not that I can think of. Gosh. I need to, to go to more high school basketball games, I guess. Yeah, well, Steve's very old head ball coach. <laughs> if you're hearing this, pa- or pastor, <laughs> coach. Uh, pastor, coach, me. one yeah, of the same. They remember me. We sat next to each other at a high school basketball um. game in Columbia, South Carolina. It was great. Yeah. You know, you see somebody who's famous and yeah. you just want to be around them. It's just like, what's going to happen? It's 
so cool. It even makes you like you feel special. You mm-hmm. know, and these people they want to be around Jesus because it makes them feel better and they're special. And they're like, what's he gonna do? And maybe maybe we'll get another meal or we'll see something cool happen. And this whole idea of like influential people mm-hmm. and Jesus being like an influential person that was viewed as, hey, maybe this is gonna be the next king or he's gonna overthrow the government or maybe we just follow him and we'll get to be on kind of the inner circle and some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so we see it's like Jesus, he answers their question by going straight to their motives and tells them, you know, you're not seeking me. You just want, you just want food. And uh, one of the points that we made is that Jesus just, he sees your heart and he knows your motives. And for all of us, I mean, we may be able to fool anybody and everybody, but you can't fool God. Mm -hmm. And so you see that, you know, doubters and seekers are always welcome to come to Jesus uh, and he welcomes those who are asking questions with sincere hearts, like Nicodemus. Um, but you know, he sees what our motives are, and he knows what we're trying to accomplish. So, is there anything uh, for you that stood out to you from the sermon, uh, Tyler, or anything else that you you thought was interesting? For sure, yeah. So, I mean, even just to to kind of summarize your points real quick, you said that like when Jesus is a hobby in our life, and he is not the main thing then what happens is oftentimes we can seek him for what we can get in return. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that your spiritual life is then based on effort and what we can do. Um, and then ultimately that leads to the third, which would be that you, you just don't really believe. Yeah. And so I, th- I thought that was a really good framework um, to look at it in this way because all three of those are true. And all three of those, like even when I would say in my own life, like I have fully surrendered and committed my life to Jesus, there are still parts of my heart that lean towards those desires. Yeah. It is very, very easy for me to seek him um, in my own time for like what I can get out of it. I mean, even in time in the word where uh, that can become such a, a rhythm in life that I think like if life is not going well, oh, well, I'll just go spend some time in the word and that'll help. Yeah. And then when it doesn't, that leads towards frustration. And so like even in those moments, like that is not seeking him like for anything more than a return that I would get out of that. Yeah. It's a great word because we said like the return on investment in the kingdom is always in eternity. It's yeah. not on like what we yeah. do today. Yeah, I think we have to we have to remember that. And like, yes, does does God heal? Uh, and can He heal and do miracles? Absolutely. But even that is not based on like our effort or or like something good that we did for Him or something bad that we did in our past. And so now we're being judged or we're mm-hmm. being you know condemned because of something that happened. Mm-hmm. You look at the the man that you know was born blind. And sure. everybody's asked, like, who sinned, this guy or his parents? Mm-hmm. And he's like, nobody. It was so that I may be glorified. Yeah. And I think we have to remember that. And I have to remember that even as a follower of Christ. Because, like, we can, we can start to, you know, live, like, this effort-based faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, or we can start to live with this expectation of, like, I'll do this for you. And I'm going to just kind of hope that I get this in return. I remember years ago, I didn't share this in the sermon because uh, I didn't have time, but... Uh, years ago, I was working at a church, and there was a cur- hurricane or something had happened, and our church had collected like thousands of supplies and water bottles and all this stuff that we were going to send down um, to this hurricane. And this guy showed up, and because we didn't really have a way to get it down there, and this guy showed up with this huge trailer, and he's like, "I'm going to drive it down. I'm just going to drive it and drop it off where it's needed." And I'm like, "Wow, that's incredible, man! Thanks for doing this." And you're like, uh, you know, this is really, really great. Why, why do you want to do this? He's like, well, I own a winery, 
And the business has really been struggling lately. So I knew if I do this for God, he's going to bless my winery. Oh, man. And he's like, well. He's going to turn this water into wine, baby. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't, I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. But that's his idea that yeah. we all, I mean, whether it's, we're sure. that overt about it or yeah. not, like, I think in a lot of ways we can, we can fall back into that, uh, you know, effort-based sure. faith. Definitely. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I was reading the, one of the great books I'd recommend if you, uh, if you have an opportunity is The Discipline of Grace by Jerry Bridges. And he said, The good news that our sins are forgiven because of Christ's death fills our hearts with joy, gives us courage to face the day, and offers us hope that God's favor will rest upon us, not because we are good, but because we are in Christ. Mm. And I love, love that quote. So That's good. Yeah. Anything else that stood out to you from the sermon, man? Um, well, I mean, I mean, I appreciate the whole like mic drop moment of this is, is that third point, which is you don't really believe. Yeah. Cause like, if that is where like the fullness of our heart is when it comes to Jesus and like the fullness of how we view him is either based on the effort that we can produce or the effort and value that God would give us, then that's not true belief. And, and what that leads to is, is ultimately a fruitless life. Mm. And so I, I really think that's a, the, the kind of landing the plane, the, you know, left hook of it is, is what that really produces is, is not what you think it might. Yeah. And what we said, and one of the, like, I mean, there is the whole, I am the bread of life, mm-hmm. which is like a, a huge piece yep. of these many verses. That sure. we're sure. today. But like the crux of this passage, and honestly, one of the, like one of the golden verses of the gospel of John is that, is that answer where they asked him like, what work must we do? Mm. And then Jesus says, this is the work of God that you believe. Mm. And so if we're asking ourselves the question of like, well, what is Jesus looking for in my life? Yeah. Like what is, what does Jesus want? Uh, the answer is he wants you to believe. Mm. And when you believe, we can then ask ourselves the question, well, what does that look like? What are the, what comes out of that? What's the overflow? Or how do sure. you know if you believe? And I think there is fruit that comes after we believe, like mm-hmm. that, that comes out of the overflow of our belief in who he is and what he's done. Uh, but it's not like we can't get those out of order because um, it's, not, it's not the effort, it's not the fruit, it's not the work, it's not the good things that we do that, that makes us believe or that enables us to believe or uh, that gets us into heaven or any mm-hmm. of those things. Like it all starts first and foremost with belief mm-hmm. and then we see the overflow of that in our lives. No, that's good. So I'll close with um, just these words that I shared in the sermon on uh, uh, yesterday. And it's from Hebrews 9.22. And it's in 1876 that Robert Lowry wrote these words in, in a song. And Hebrews 9.22 says, Without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness of sins. And him, after reading that, he wrote the words, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And now Tyler's going to sing that song a cappella for us on this podcast. What <laughs> can wash? <laughs> and that's why I don't sing on Sunday mornings. <laughs> uh, but uh, just, that's a great word. And it's such a great um, just reminder for me that it is Christ's blood uh, that does all yeah. the work. 
and not anything that we can do. So I hope that's an encouragement to you, no matter where you're listening to this. And uh, a couple of quick announcements that we have coming up this week. Thursday night is our men's Top Golf event. Uh, so guys, come hang out with us. Whether you can golf or not, you can just come hang out and have a good time. Mm-hmm. And then next Sunday is Stand Sunday. We'll be highlighting adoption and foster care ministries. And so I uh, would love for you to come be a part of that, but also stick around afterwards as we're going to have a luncheon just for anybody that's interested, wants to find out more information or, or what our church is doing or next steps that we're going to be taking, mm-hmm. uh, or if you're interested in, in adopting or, or uh, being a part of foster care um, and, and starting those steps, we'd love to talk to you more about it. So a couple of good things coming up here in the next few weeks. And um, grateful for you, grateful for our church. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website, hopechurchjc.com. And I can't wait to see you this Sunday at 10 a.m.